Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning uh, to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15. While you're making your way there, I want to remind you of an incident that many of you uh, probably are familiar with, at least if you're old enough to remember. Uh, Back in 1980, that was a year in which the Olympics were being held, the Winter Olympics actually, and uh, one of the things that was that stood out about that Olympics is that uh, the uh, every year prior to that, uh, the Russian hockey team had always won the gold medal because, well, frankly, uh, hockey is more of a national pastime in Russia than it is in any other country. Uh, with it being so cold there and and uh, they are more familiar with the cold climate type of sports and in this particular uh, year uh, the United States had worked toward, hard towards uh, being able to get a team uh, to the final game of the uh, hockey uh, tournament there in uh, uh, the Olympics and uh, this was during a time when the United States had held out and had only allowed amateur athletes to compete in the Olympics. That's changed uh, since this time. Many of the other countries throughout the world had all had uh, professional uh, athletes playing on their Olympic teams, and that was uh, part of the reason why the Russian hockey team had so dominated the uh, Olympics up until this time. Uh, but uh, the uh, uh, the American hockey team uh, went all the way to the uh, the gold medal uh, competition and. Uh, In the last few moments of the game, the American hockey team uh, won uh, the gold medal and the announcer said, do you believe in miracles? Yes. And this is probably one of the very few times that uh, a theological discussion had taken place during the Olympics and in which also the answer to that uh, uh, question was answered. Many people uh, all believe that this was a miracle happening that that the American uh, hockey team would win the gold medal and defeat Russia at its own game. And uh, this, of course, if anybody is familiar with sports and anybody that's competed in sports will know that it's not quite a miracle in that uh, on any given day, any given team uh, just about can uh, defeat any other team at any given sport. Uh, It just is a matter of uh, the... The, the teammates coming together and competing in such a way that that they're able to win. And so this is uh, uh, important. But uh, throughout the years, we have seen in our nation people to uh, 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 
question and doubt the existence of miracles. And so uh, to begin with, we need to define what we mean by miracle. And uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about miracles and talk about the supernatural. And, and so as a basis of that, we want to begin with a kind of a definition or what we mean when we say a miracle. And what we mean by miracle is, is an act of God using or exceed, uh, exceeding the laws of nature to perform humanly impossible feats to reveal His power and glory of Himself. The act of God using or exceeding the laws of uh, nature to perform humanly impossible feats to reveal His power and His glory of Himself. And so uh, this is an important thing for us to understand about uh, God. And there's two facts that we have to see in this definition. First of all, you have to believe initially that there is a God. Now that's important if you're going to believe that a miracle is God using the laws of nature or exceeding them in order to uh, to uh, do this uh, amazing thing to exceed the laws of nature to perform humanly impossible feats. You've got to first believe that there is a God. The second thing that you have to believe is that uh, uh, that there are such things as miracles. Uh, so and. Uh, unfortunately, our, our world, our society in the United States in particular, has progressively become more and more secular to the point where uh, people just are more doubtful of, of miracles happening. There are people every day who talk about miracles that happen and every day talk about miracles that exist within their own life, but yet there are people in our a world that just simply do not believe in miracles. And this is nothing new. In fact, if you go to Washington, D.C., and you go to one of the um, one of my favorite places, it's more than just one place. It's actually uh, 19 or 20 buildings there in the uh, Washington, D.C. area, the Smithsonian. If you go to the Smithsonian, you can see so many different things. One of the things that is tucked away in a corner that you may not uh, always look to see if if you're like most people you'll probably go to the the air and space museum where you get to see uh, space rockets and airplanes and all that kind of thing and that's a wonderful place to see and uh, or you might go to some of the other uh, uh, the natural museum uh, museum of natural history and that kind of thing you want to see all those things but tucked away in the Smithsonian in one of the sections there related to the presidents is is a small Bible that is on display or it was at one time on display it is known as the Jefferson Bible and what it is is that Jefferson uh, uh, our uh, president of the United States uh, uh, um, Jefferson took the. Uh, uh, no, he wasn't a president, was he? He was. He was just one of our founding fathers. Uh, anyway, Jefferson took one of the Bibles and he uh, uh, took a, a razor and he cut out all the places in the Gospels uh, that it referred to God, uh, to miracles. Uh, first of all, he he felt like he wanted to have the Bible in chronological order, so he changed it up to uh, the Gospels to be in chronological order. And then he also uh, took that razor and took out all references to miracles because he just simply did not believe in miracles. And so uh, 
pessimism and and disbelief in miracles is nothing new. It is not something that has um, that has. Uh, been just of recent day, but uh, we're seeing it more and more. Today I want you to take your Bibles out and look at Matthew chapter 15, and we're going to begin uh, by looking at uh, this passage of Scripture uh, related to uh, miracles. And this is a passage uh, where Jesus is dealing with... uh, group of people. Now, uh, Jesus has been, uh, this is a passage in which Matthew has compiled several different miracles that happened all at one time. And uh, towards the end of of a section where he deals with miracles in verse 30, uh, he says, uh, and a great multitude came unto him, having with them uh, those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. And cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb speak and the maimed uh, to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see. And they glorified God of Israel. They glorified the God of Israel. So uh, this passage of Scripture is a section of Scripture that deals with miracles. In fact, uh, it, it is... Uh, bracketed by uh, two circumstances in which miracles were also included. There was uh, one section in which a a woman that is a Gentile comes to Jesus and uh, her child is is, uh, going through a great uh, struggle, a difficulty, and... um, uh, she pleads unto uh, she. It's a woman of Canaan that comes uh, to Jesus and cries out to him. Verse twenty-two: Have mercy on me, O Lord, uh, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And Jesus answered her uh, not a word. And in fact, Jesus kind of ignores her and uh, continues to ignore. Her, but she continues to plead with Jesus for uh, the life of her daughter. And finally, Jesus uh, turns to her and says, "Look, uh, the miracles that I'm performing are for the children of Israel, and, and shouldn't be wasted on those who are not a part of Israel." And uh, she comes back to Jesus and. Uh, she says, um, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not meant to take the children's bread and cast it unto the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus commends her, saying that her faith is great and uh, her persistence. And so uh, she, uh, her, he heals her daughter and this is uh, to set up the fact that the people that are there uh, with Jesus are most likely Gentiles. These are the people that Jesus is dealing with in verse 30 and 31, where all of these people are, are coming to Jesus and they, are, uh, uh, they have heard of all the things that Jesus has done and they've heard of all the, uh, the things that Jesus has healed. And so uh, we have uh, a listing of four different things that people come to Jesus with and that they've brought those who are blind uh, those who are deaf, those who are lame, and uh, uh, those that are 
maimed and they cast them before Jesus. And uh, now that doesn't mean that one of the disciples is holding up a sign uh, on the edge of the crowd and says only those who are blind, deaf, maimed, or uh, uh, unable to uh, uh, walk, uh, only those who are there. Jesus is only healing these today. Uh, come back tomorrow if you've got something else. No, that's not what it is happening. What is, is going on here is, is that Matthew is using these four uh, basic ailments of uh, the types of things that Jesus is healing, and he is using them to cover the whole spectrum of everything that people might have problems with and uh, that we see uh, people dealing with these uh, ailments coming to Jesus. What we need to see, first of all, is, is that uh, they come to Jesus and they cast these... It says that they cast them down at Jesus' feet. Now, this doesn't mean that, that the people that saw uh, Jesus and wanted Jesus to heal them, uh, just threw their people at the feet of Jesus. That's not what it means. What it what it's referring to is is um, now remember. There's there's several different things that we have to see. First of all, these are Gentiles. They're not necessarily Jewish people. These are people that are uh, are unaware of the promise of Messiah, and yet they have heard of Jesus, and they are coming, and they are secondly. Uh, placing those who are ill at the feet of Jesus. This is an act of, of uh, like um, uh, what the Bible talks about when it says that we are to cast our worries at the feet of Jesus or to uh, cast all our burdens upon Him. That's what this is referring to. It's not necessarily uh, to go and... Uh, I'm going to throw all these things at, at the feet of Jesus uh, because that's what it says to cast them. Uh, what it's referring to is, is to unburden yourself with those things, to take them and to allow uh, Jesus to deal with these issues. And what this is saying is, is that these people are showing their belief in Jesus Christ, not that they just simply had heard about this and said, hey, I'm going to go down there and see what's going on and maybe Jesus can heal uh, my relative too. No, what it's showing is, is that these people had a faith and belief in Jesus Christ and that they were willing to to put all of their uh, belief and concern about this issue at the feet of Jesus, and they were showing uh, complete obedience toward Jesus in that they were willing to simply uh, allow these people to be uh, cast at the feet of Jesus so that He might heal them. But what I want to look at most is, is the fact uh, of the purpose of miracles that Jesus uses. And so many times we hear people talk about uh, um, uh, miracles in the Bible and we hear uh, people talk and approach miracles in different ways. And, and part of the reason why people don't believe in miracles is, is that they just say, well, miracles don't happen because I had this issue that I had in my life and I, just, uh, I asked God to take care of it and to do it and He didn't do it. And so what we really need to see is the, the purposes of miracles throughout the Bible. 
Now, uh, if you read throughout Scripture, you will notice and you will see that there's always a purpose for the miracle. Jesus ne- is never out there, uh, uh, just happened to be walking by something and He decides all of a sudden that He wants to perform a miracle because, hey, it's a cool trick to do. These are not things that are used to try and... and, and um, amuse anyone or to cause uh, someone to to be delighted by the fact that they see a miracle. Uh, But rather, all the things that Jesus did, every miracle that Jesus uh, performed had a specific purpose. First of all, we'll see that that, uh, miracles had the purpose of of pointing out uh, that Jesus was who He said He was. Throughout Scripture in the Old Testament, when miracles occurred, uh, it was to lend credence to that person as being a prophet of God, a spokesman of God, someone who was speaking on behalf of God. Here's Jesus, and He's performing all these miracles, and it is to give uh, a sense of um, uh, affirmation to Jesus' message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If Jesus was just simply going around preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand and, hey, you need to understand that I'm the Son of God, uh, people wouldn't necessarily uh, believe in what Jesus was saying. But because of the miracles that He performed, it caused people to realize that what He was saying was in fact the truth and that uh, uh, that people were seeing someone that was truly blessed of God. God was giving His uh, stamp of approval. In fact, miracles served as uh, a... Uh, basically a thumbprint of God saying this is I'm in this activity I this is of me this is not of the devil this is something that I am uh, approving and this is something that I am indicating and so even to this day if you will notice that miracles don't just happen because simply uh, we uh, and, and see this is the big misunderstanding about miracles a lot of times we will uh, pray God I want you to just send a miracle I want you just to send a miracle because it'll make uh, and usually it's for a selfish reason we want to feel better we want uh, our lives to be easier we want things to be nicer for ourselves and that's not the whole purpose of a miracle uh, from God God sends miracles for specific purpose God uses the miracles in the Bible particularly to declare that his handiwork is in this that uh, and Jesus Christ uh, that Jesus is who He says that He is. So we need to understand that that if we're to experience miracles today, that we need uh, to understand that those miracles will fall into this criteria as well. And so uh, the first is to to show who Jesus Christ is. We see that occurring here because the people are coming and they are uh, uh, putting the the people uh, that are, are lame, that are dumb, that are... Uh, blind, that they're unable to speak and they're unable to hear, uh, they're unable to walk, they are, uh, they are maimed. All these people, they put at the feet of Jesus and they are acknowledging the fact that Jesus has the power uh, and the ability to overcome uh, this circumstance in their life. And so they are acknowledging Jesus for who He is. 
They, they're indicating, look, this, Jesus, you are who you say you are. Secondly, uh, a primary reason for miracles is, is, that, is to show that, that Jesus Christ is God uh, Himself. Not just God Himself, but that He is God over nature. And this is accomplished in this miracle as well. Uh, where Jesus is healing these people is showing that he is uh, that Jesus Christ is uh, part of the creative process of God himself and that he is God over all of of nature. Here are people that are blind, that are deaf, that are maimed, that are crippled, and for whatever reason they uh, they have these issues in their life, and they are coming to Jesus, and Jesus is saying, "I have the power over these things of nature, where people are blind, they are deaf, they are maimed, they are uh, crippled, they are unable to walk," and He is proving and He's showing to them that He is able to overcome these issues in their life, and that. God, uh, that He has the power over those circumstances. Notice they're not coming to Jesus uh, to, to, to say, hey God, uh, or hey Jesus, can you help me out with this lottery uh, thing? I'd really love to have a bunch of money. You know, that, that's usually what uh, a lot of people tend to pray for anymore. God, uh, be the Lord over this and give me a ton of money. I'd love for you to ha- give me, help me to win the lottery. Help me to get the publisher's clearinghouse thing. That'd really make things nice for me. That's not what we see here. Jesus is displaying not only that, that God is, is showing His seal of approval that He is who He says He is, but He also is indicating that He has power and authority over nature itself. Why? Why is it so important here in the Bible? Because many of the gods that were worshipped at that time were gods of nature. They were gods of fertility. They were the gods of, uh, of uh, rain or god of, of light. Uh, any, of, any of these things, uh, you know, uh, in the Bible we hear about uh, people worshipping the god of the mountains or we hear people god, uh, worshipping a god of the plains. Here, uh, Jesus is demonstrating that He has power and authority over all of nature to the point where if you had a, an ailment related to a, uh, an issue, blind, deaf, uh, those kind of things. And, and look, are those ailments that you usually recover from? Even today, it's hard. We're hard pressed to, even with all of our medical advances, that we're able to cause someone that is completely blind to be able to see, or someone who is completely deaf to be able to hear. Now we've come a long way, and we've been able to help a lot of people and assist people uh, that find themselves in those circumstances, whether they're lame or or crippled for some other reason. But we don't take away that infirmity. We just enhance the abilities that they're able to have along with that infirmity. There are still uh, deaf people that get a cochlear implant. They're able to hear some, but their deafness doesn't go away. People that are blind that get have surgery uh, and have uh, other things to help them to see, they see, but they don't see. Their vision is not corrected completely uh, to the point where it's as if they have no uh, uh, blindness, uh, people that are crippled and, and have other issues. 
they're assisted and able and and given the ability to to do things that they once were not able to do but their their ailment is still there jesus was taking those people with these ailments that uh, from that day to this were still not able to get rid of and jesus was able to to overcome those by the authority of his being god himself and demonstrated that the glory of God and the power of God in him that he was able to accomplish. It's not that he just simply was someone who God had allowed to to have the ability to perform miracles, but that he was demonstrating that he is God himself. He was overcoming these issues. The lady with the, uh, the, uh, the child vexed with the demon. Uh, all of these things. And later, afterwards, we see the other miracle that I said was framing these uh, in verse 30 and 31 is where all the people are gathered together and they are uh, sitting there and they uh, come together and have uh, uh, seven loaves and some fishes and Jesus feeds them. This is not the feeding of the 5,000, which is all the Jewish people. These, this is called the feeding of the 4,000, uh, where they are all there, and, and Jesus uh, uh, distributes food to the 4,000, and they eat. This is a separate time. This is a group of Gentiles. And so uh, that is significant because this is the third reason why Jesus... Uh, and why God allowed miracles in the Bibles, and that is, is that people would uh, come to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Jesus, uh, the, this, these miracles, the miracles of these people getting healed, the miracle of feeding of these people, the miracle of of the uh, the woman who cried unto Jesus about uh, her child. All of these are miracles that persuaded people to understand who Jesus was as the Savior and the Messiah. And uh, it changed their lives. It transformed them. Uh, And this was Jesus uh, indicating that uh, those who would follow after Him would be not just of Israel, but would include the Gentiles as well. And and this group of people, this this is why this is a separate. Why did Jesus feed five thousand Jewish people and then four thousand uh, Gentiles? Gentiles and Jews weren't allowed to eat together. And so uh, the feeding is symbolic of uh, the day in which. Uh, Jesus Christ will return. They were told about in, in the book of Revelation in which Jesus will come and take all those who believe and uh, there'll be a great marriage feast in heaven. This is a uh, symbolic uh, representation of that in which Jesus is, is uh, providing and feeding of these thousands of people is indicating that, that these two will, will receive the gospel. And so thirdly, not only is it, is, is it any indication that, uh, that Jesus is who He says He is, or that uh, uh, to demonstrate the, his, his power over nature, but thirdly, it is to draw people to salvation. Uh, one of the great reasons uh, why we see miracles is, is that it draws people to God. It draws people. And one of the reasons why these people were there in the first place was is because they had heard about what Jesus was doing. Uh, 
They had heard about these miracles that Jesus was performing. And this was all about drawing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and drawing people to Him. And one of the main reasons why I don't believe in a lot of charlatans on TV that claim that they can perform miracles is because many times those, those preachers, they're performing those miracles. And what is it all about? themselves it's all about hey you are uh, you're getting I'm allowing you to see something and this is all to show you how much God is on my life I can sit here and I can wave my hand and I can cause all these people to uh, blow back or I uh, I can uh, touch this person and they'll uh, all of a sudden get healed and it's all about that person. It's all about that preacher. It's all about that uh, personality on TV so that people will watch them. The miracles that happened in the Bible were all about Jesus Christ. It was all pointing people to Jesus Christ, pointing people to the, uh, the grace and knowledge and understanding of who Jesus Christ is. And so the miracles that Jesus performed all related to spreading the gospel of, of help, helping people come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. And so that's a, a high criteria uh, for to this day of miracles. Is If a miracle is occurring, it ought to lead people to know who Jesus Christ is. It ought to lead people to understand who Christ is and lead people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's one more criteria. And uh, and. This one, I believe, is is one that that should be a part of every miracle. It's a part of every miracle that's in the Bible. And lastly, uh, that the miracles that Jesus performed, the miracles that uh, that are throughout the Bible, they all glorify God. They all give glory to God. They all demonstrate the glory of God, and and they cause people to understand and know His glory, His might, His ability. His presence in the world. They all point people to the understand uh, and that we ought to worship and glorify God, that we ought to exalt God, not for what we can get, but because of who God is. It demonstrates the might, power, the might, the majesty of God, the, the, the great... Uh, uh, one of the things that, that so many people that are atheists to this day want to point to as proof and exist uh, uh, the lack of existence of God is, is they want to say God doesn't exist because we don't see any evidence of it the miracles of the Bible the miracles we see each and every day throughout our society and our world they all point to the glory of God. They all point to the majesty of God. They point uh, to the existence of God in our life and they help us to, to, to glorify God because of what He does, because of who He is, because of His presence in our life, and because we can know that He is God and that, that He loves us His grace is there for us. His mercy is there for us. And so uh, this is the foundation of miracles, our study of miracles. And this is is a prime example of miracles. I I want you to see for just a moment another circumstance. It's, uh, It's Matthew chapter 11, just a few pages back. In verses 4 and 5, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye have, uh, uh, do hear and see. 
The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are clean, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. This is a prime example of the purpose of miracles. Jesus is there performing miracles and teaching, and some of the and John is in prison and he's uh, locked up, and he sends some of his disciples. He says, "Look, if I'm going to die." Uh, for this guy, I want to be absolutely certain that he's the one that that I've been uh, hoping for and that I've been waiting for. So he sends his disciples and he says, he tells them to go and to follow Jesus and to make sure that he's the Messiah, the one that that we've been waiting for. And when they ask Jesus about that, Jesus says, look, go tell John everything you've seen. Everything you've witnessed about all the people that have had their lives changed, how the lame walk, the blind hear, uh, blind see, the deaf hear, and the leopards are healed, and all of these, uh, the, the dead are raised. Make sure that you tell them about all of this and how the poor have the gospel preached to them. It all is summed up right here. Jesus is affirmed as who He is. His power over nature is d- demonstrated. He's, there's a witness to John and to the poor and to everyone else who sees that uh, He is the Messiah and it gives God the glory. All of that is a prime example right there in that verse of those four criteria. And those are the criteria for which we should see um, miracles in our day. Do we glorify God? Do, is God glorified in the things that we see when we see a miracle? When we see a miracle, is, does it lead people to Jesus Christ or is it just something, some sideshow type thing to try and get people excited about something? Is it lead people to follow Jesus or someone else? These are the things, the criteria of miracles. And we, we'll see so much more about miracles in the, in the weeks ahead. Um, but we need to glorify God because He is glorifying, uh, glorified in all that He does. And God, uh, look, more than anything, miracles demonstrate the power of God in our lives, God's activity within us and in our lives. The miracles demonstrate God's love for us, God's desire to be a part of our lives. And so we need to take the gospel out, to share with others, to let other people know who Jesus Christ is and to demonstrate to others the saving knowledge. Look, the greatest miracle that happened to every one of our lives is that God sent His Son to die on the cross in our place and that He changed our life through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary and that Jesus rose the third day so that we might worship a risen Savior, that we might worship a God who has power and authority over death, life, and hell, the grave, everything, and that we worship Him, the Almighty God, Jesus Christ, His Son. Let's pray.